0: Thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. (music) Sonnet 22 My glass shall not persuade me I am old, So long as youth and thou are of one date. But when in thee times furrows I behold, Then look I death my days should expiate. For all that beauty that doth cover thee is but the seeming raiment of my heart, which in thy breast doth live as mine in me. How can I then be elder than thou art? O oh, therefore, love, be of thyself so wary as I, not for myself, but for thee will, bearing thy heart, which I keep so chary, as tender nurse her babe from faring ill, presume not on thy heart when mine is slain thou gavest me thine not to give back again that was sonnet 22 and it's awful one to read i i oh blimey um i i we are going through all of the sonnets you know this already i'm sure uh, i am joined by thierry helis yes he could do his own today um and that was Sonnet 22. It's I, I think it's a horrible sonnet. I don't it's, like you, it. You, you, we, we, I mean, you can see why this one didn't stick. No, yes. no one can recite this one. I mean, there's a few <laughs> ones that you know with the first couple of lines, but even this... It doesn't flow from the start. My glass shall not persuade me. I am old, which is already a line where you go, yeah, what, I'm not gonna yeah, help. yeah, and to. Uh, but But when in these times furrows I behold... Then look, I death my days should expiate. Ugh, it doesn't make sense. There's not, there isn't enough punctuation in here, um, especially with words like expiate. I don't, I've never really heard expiate today. I'm not no. even. Do people still use that? I, I, it's not in common usage. I have to say, I, I've. So, I'm, I, I I, could see it being used maybe more in church. And yes. I'm not a church goer, so I wouldn't know, but. And actually, this this, to me, and the reason I started giggling at that at the end, is that it has that kind of pattern of a church uh, sermon, that that kind of staccato, it it seems to fit that kind of idea in my head. And that's why I was was giggling to myself, because I don't tend to do churchy things. I like the last two lines. Uh, For people who listened last week, we are recording this just before Christmas. Um, and, and presume not on thy heart when mine is slain thou gavest me thine not give back again and I, it just in my head suddenly I had last Christmas I gave you my heart uh, and... see I had more the zombie apocalypse in my mind <laughs> <laughs> that just shows what, what does that say about us you, you you think about a Greek who can't say uh, well can't, can't pronounce English very well yes and uh, I'm thinking about I think I've been exposed to too many people who were uh, run around preparing for the zombie apocalypse (laughs) yeah i see i don't i that's not high on my list of things i need to prepare for i have to say yeah i i mean you always are prepared a little bit you never know it it could happen (laughs) no it couldn't (laughs) and i love the prepared in the british sense is well i've got a couple of sharp knives and a pair of scissors I, it, it's not quite well, the same you, as. You, you, always, you always you need baked beans because tinned food, that keeps for a while. You can you can live off that. That's always good to have in the cupboard. <laughs> yes, that's true. But you have, then have to make sure you've got a tin opener and. Because you wouldn't want to have all the tinned food and then not have a tin opener. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you, you got to have the essentials. Some tea bags, quite, quite a few tea bags. I mean. But there's a bit in. Um... Red Dwarf, which I know you don't like, in in the first couple of series where they lose power on the ship and and they realise that everything they have is powered, everything and, and including the electric tin openers, and and so he's he's really not looking forward to having to saw the lid off of a tin of baked beans again, and I it's just this image of someone sawing a baked bean tin in half. I thought was excellent, and then they're trying to like you won't like it. They're trying to um, fry an egg using a bicycle powered hairdryer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just absolutely brilliant but yeah that, that i that does sound quite funny though maybe i should I think, give the show another go i think maybe what you need to do is skip the first se- for maybe the first two seasons because they're very different to the rest of it we're mm. talking about red dwarf on a sh- on, a, on a it's shakespeare it's fine it's fine <laughs> we i mean we've had quite a few tangents it's uh... <laughs> This is just more Thierry and Mark talk randomly while sonnets are read out. <laughs> that that should be the title of the show. <laughs> uh, let's get. We to might the... mention Shakespeare, but probably not. <laughs> no. Uh, well, yeah, let's go back. You no. can you can start on this sonnet. What did you like about this sonnet, or not I... like? Well, I I didn't like the rhythm of it, or <laughs> the, the cicato style. But I, it it does start off with quite a nice image. I mean, it, basically. Looking in a mirror and going, "That's that's not right." Just, was it my glass shall not persuade me? I am old. So he's basically almost refusing reality in that just the opening line where he goes, "Yeah, I might look old, but no, that's that's not actually what's going on." Yeah, uh, so long as youth and thou, thou are, are of are one date. date. So, he, I it's it's a change. So it's now because it, it, up until now it's very much been when you die beauty dies was was kind of we've had lines along those uh lines that that kind of mean that but now he's saying that he's forever young as long as the fair youth is young which is a is, is a completely new angle which is kind of throwing my head a little bit i have to admit it again it goes into that what what was actually the relationship between the two yeah it's, you it's, you you make me feel young again is the kind of that's that's sort of the feeling you get from those two lines yeah and that that's that kind of you make me feel young again line is kind of always associated at least in my head with older man younger woman that kind of relationship of the an older man i'm talking like 50s 60s and younger woman 20s you know you're only as young as you feel and all those crap jokes I, I, a guy with... Maybe he's a guy with a midlife crisis. Yes. Yeah. Shakespeare's a midlife crisis. He's got a crush on a young teen boy and and has therefore written a ton I'm of... Leaving of the family, like buying a Harley and just driving <laughs> off into the sunset. Him and in the sidecar, the fair youth, topless, wind in his hair. Oh, if that ever gets made into a film, I bet Johnny Depp would play Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Oh, and Tim Burton and Robert, would direct it, and, and it Robert would be Pattinson as the Fair Youth. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, no. Directed by Tim Burton. Oh, It'd just be wrong. So many levels of wrong in that. <sighs> and we need Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch needs to be in there somewhere. He's got that kind of old-worldy good looks. Yeah, he could be the Fair Youth dad, Maybe oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's not, maybe not old enough for that. Well. At the time, they did have children quite young, so they could work. Yeah. <laughs> he was disapproving of Shakespeare's interest mm. in his son. That's how that would work. <laughs> Standing in the back tooting at Shakespeare. <laughs> tooting. <laughs> oh, tooting? Tutting. Tutting. <laughs> <laughs> tooting is just... It's... it's... <laughs> that, oh. that will work as well. <laughs> oh. we, uh, this, this poem apparently doesn't have a lot to say about it. It's got the weird the weird bit at the end, I thought. Um, it's got another O in it. I, I used to quite like those, but now I'm getting fed up with them because I never quite there's, know how to read them. too many of them. Uh, oh, therefore, love, be of thyself so wary as I, not for myself, but for thee will, bearing thy heart, which I will keep so chiley, or Charlie, Charlie, Chile, which is kind of keep safe, as tender nurse her babe from faring ill. Or from firing ill, even. Um, which is odd. But the, it's nurse, not mother. And and how does a nurse prevent a child from falling ill? I suppose it goes back to how they thought disease was spread, which is they presumed bad smells were disease. Which, I mean, is not as stupid as it might sound. No. bad bad hygiene does lead to disease and bad smells and ba- <laughs> yeah. so so linking smells with with disease is is yeah it's not totally wrong but it meant they couldn't eat nice cheese well <laughs> cuz cheese does smell bad but it is so nice but then they they were missing uh, did, did they have sugar yet uh I th- th- when, did they, when did they start bringing that back well, it was yeah, uh, feel, possibly, yeah, but possibly. Rich, rich people. Yeah, it might have been just very, the very, very rich. Because it was used like a spice back then, rather than now, and we just bung it, it in, in everything. Everything. Even Which is why drink. we have such bad teeth nowadays. Yes. Despite sure. all our oral hygiene. <laughs> he says taking a swig of fizzy drink. It's uh, Coca-Cola. Other drinks of the... Uh, same consistency are available <laughs> oh, um, but yes uh, the sonic. sonic we must stay on topic what, <laughs> what? talk about the sonic <sighs> there's I, not a lot to say there's not much it's complicated to read but the actual content is there's really not that much in it yeah there, for all that beauty that doth cover thee is but seemingly raiment of my heart, which in thy breast doth live as thine in me. They, they, I, I suppose that is a bit of a the first clue we've got that that maybe the fair youth feels the same way about Shakespeare as he does about him, because it's not just uh, the the fair youth lives in his heart; it's his heart's his... in the fair youth as well. So that that suggests at least to me a reciprocal relationship. He's not just stalking a young kid like um people in other literatures. Yeah, or or it's it's that um oh, what's it called when you fall in love with your captive. Oh, uh, Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome by Sonic 22 has kicked in. And the fair youth now loves Shakespeare. <laughs> I was about to say Hitler. I Blimey. me. This- <laughs> but it I sounded, don't... to me it sounded a bit like you were going to say Schindler, which, which... <laughs> isn't much better. <laughs> same same sort of. Well, I mean, Oscar Schindler was a lot nicer than Hitler, but it, it's still sort of that area that um, the scariness or oh. t- time period. <laughs> yeah, so so there, it sounds like there's a bit of reciprocal feeling in this, a bit, or at least Shakespeare's or the, the poets. Um, um, so, uh, my brain is shut down, mm-hmm. or at least the uh, poet sees some uh, reciprocal feelings. Yes, yeah, you, I, it's and... it's very easy when when you are in love. It's very very easy to see the other person feeling the same way because you see what you want to see. Yeah, and it it could be as as innocent as a as a uh, an innocent sort of brushed arm contact, and you see that Basically, as That the other person didn't and... even notice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting! Ooh, co- so, could be reciprocal. Could be Shakespeare becoming creepier. Well, he has—he uh, has gone on before about uh, drunk with love and that sort of. Th- that's an image that's sort of going through the sonnets, not necessarily between the poet and the fair youth, but in general. In, in general, just so. So maybe it's uh, it's affecting Shakespeare now. <laughs> he's, he's just slowly losing his mind, and yeah, there's a straitjacket waiting for him somewhere. <laughs> I, I think, I think we, we, we've kind of come to the end of this, on it. I think it's yeah. In it, terms of I, what we've without can drag really out of having talked about it at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm,
0: I'm sure there's an academic somewhere just tearing his hair out or her hair out and just going, my god, this is one of the most, the the deepest sonnets in the entire (laughs) series, and they're just talking about crap. (laughs) They didn't see the repetition of the letters P, Q, and R in each line. Oh, oh, god. Yeah, no, I think we've established that we're not, despite knowing all those things, (laughs) because we did creative writing, but we're not not going to bore anyone with that. Yeah, and I don't want to I suppose the argument is I'm trying to show or we're trying to show that these are interesting poems but they're not necessarily all going to be shall I compare thee to a summer's day they're not all Sonnet 18 Mm -hmm. but they are interesting and they all say something but don't beat yourself about the head and they're meant to be enjoyed and if you no no one at the time would have sat down and gone through them and looked counted the letters Mm -hmm. and People just read them and... Enjoyed them. And if you don't enjoy a particular sonnet... It was basically the Dan Brown of the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've just lost us listeners. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they left at the uh, beginning of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you've made it to the end of this episode, let us know. <laughs> um, I'm, you- I'm obviously kidding. I mean, Shakespeare has so much more talent than... Any popular, or uh, well, that's why he's still prevailing. No one will read Dan Brown five hundred years from now. That's just not going to happen. People don't read him now. <laughs> yeah, I really hope it's it only doesn't five happen. Five years ago, if I get reincarnated in five hundred years time and there are Dan Brown scholars, I might be very upset. <laughs> there was this man who discovered the Da Vinci Code, and it, it'll count as history by then, <laughs> A, actual fact. Oh no, wrong. <laughs> oh. Anyway, right, you you can should, read this yeah, out. Let's yeah. let let's. You you can read us out and not trip up over any word. You say that. <laughs> Sonnet 22. My glass shall not persuade me I am old, so long as youth and thou are of one date. But when in thee times furrows I behold, then look, I, death, my days should expiate. Expiate? Yeah, expiate, I think. Should expiate. Then look, I, death, my days should expiate. For all that beauty that doth cover thee... Is but the seemly raiment of my heart, Which in thy breast doth live, as thine in me. How can I then be elder than thou art? O oh, therefore, love, be of thyself so wary, As I, not for myself, but for thee will, Bearing thy heart, which I will keep so chary, As tender nurse her babe from faring ill. Presume not on thy heart, when mine is slain, Thou gavest me thine, not to give back again. Very good. Uh, That was Sonnet 22 from Shakespeare's Sonnets. Uh, Thank you for joining us and we'll be back next time for Sonnet 23. I've been Mark Chatterley. Hi, I've been Thierry Hillis. And we'll see you again. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hillis. This has been an In-Ear Entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about In-Ear Entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.